How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back, folks. We have been talking about um, this special session on crime and uh, what's being presented and uh, what in many folks are saying, and I kind of agree with this, is being rushed through. We are making changes as it relates to incarceration, and I guess with the promise um, that the incentives for inmates to complete certain programs, according to the governor, reentry programs, earn a GED, learn a job skill, uh, and doing so to earn a reduction to sentence is going to come later. Trust us. That, that's what's going to happen. This is how you get to bad policy, where you just don't have a full and robust conversation about both sides of the ledger. Because they're very much influenced by one another. So we're on the sentencing side right now, but we're not talking about uh, the fact that, you know, we are going to have people serve at least 70% of their sentence elimination of good time that that exists today you can only serve you can only get excuse me um 85 percent of your sentence you have to serve you can only receive 15 percent but we don't we don't know what that is we don't know the capacity of re-entry programs incentivize inmates well how many inmates are rolling out monthly how many are able to go into a reentry program. I mean, you can't make this available to some and not others. How many can enter a GED program? How many can learn a job skill? What's the capacity of these programs? We're talking about this as being the incentives for inmates, but it doesn't seem like anyone's interested in understanding how big are these programs. Are you able to handle the folks that you need to handle on an annual basis for all of these programs? You, you, you have 30,000 inmates. Do we have the capacity of training 30,000 inmates 
to learn a job skill? Do we have the capacity to however many thousands that want a GED to get them a GED? And how many re-entrants can we handle and throughput of our system? How many? Who's the appropriate one? Who are you thinking would be best served by a re-entry? In my mind, it would be all of them. But that's not going to happen because they don't have the infrastructure to support that. It'll be interesting to see whether or not anybody asks these questions of anyone of what the capacity is because quote unquote this is what the governor said what we need is truth and sensing sentencing that will incentivize inmates to complete certain reentry programs earn a ged learn a job skill and in doing so earn a reduction in sentence preparing them to rejoin society in a productive safe and responsible manner re real rehabilitation not only makes our community safer but it is cost effective. Could not agree more. Those are words. Words matter. But talk is cheap if we don't follow through. And I guess the thinking is in the regular session, maybe there will be a robust conversation uh, about this. I don't know. Uh, but this is such a far-reaching Bill, it would seem to me that people would want to know what the capacity is before we start eliminating a lot of what has been done historically here and what the true cost is of all of this. Because you're paying for it. The taxpayers are paying for this one way or another. And it, it's going to be interesting to see how this ultimately plays itself out and whether or not anybody's willing to answer these questions. Now, there's a, there's a lot of things in here that I think are actually really, really good. You know about my frustration relative to the juvenile um, criminal justice system. And I, and I dare call it a system because it's completely fragmented. Everybody's doing things different. There's no consistency. It's not systematic, and it's not standardized by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, the assessment tool that's used in this state, there's so many different and varied ones. We've never been able to come to an agreement statewide as to how we assess juveniles uh, when they enter the system, what programs we make available to them. It's all up to... Uh, local governments as to what's going to happen there. There's no consistency, luck of the draw, um, and it's just a fragmented system. And it's the star chamber. Nobody knows anything about what's going on there. It's really a joke that they ask us to vote for juvenile judges when we can't know anything that they do. We, we, we don't know if they're effective, if they're efficient, we don't know the throughput. There's no data that's publicly reported out there. It's really hard to gain an understanding of what happens. Until we have these egregious, horrific cases where folks, you know, want to and have a desire to know more. When we have DAs that make bad decisions about whether or not they're going to charge a juvenile as an adult or not. Um, those are problems relative to discretion. 
And as long as we allow that discretion to be had, we're going to continue to have these problems. And there's no judge that has broader discretionary powers than juvenile judges. They, they have the discretion, once someone's sentenced, to redo the sentence while they're serving time. I, I just, you know, kind of think, I, I like this kid. I, I, I'm going to redo his sentence. He, he's out. There's no absolutes in the juvenile system. Little or none. It needs to be reformed. The quality of the criminal defendant in juvenile court today is vastly different than it was 20 years ago. And there's a whole host of reasons for that. But until we can get our hands around what we're doing and criminal and juvenile justice reform, much like we always talk about the Missouri model, you've heard me talk about that. Well, we, we're so far from the Missouri model, it's absolutely incredulous. So the age thing, I think it's a good idea. I thought it was faulty when we did it. I said that then uh, when we did that because the system was not able to really take on a one-year-old defendant. It was failing with all the others. Why would we think it's going to work any better with a one-year-old defendant that's going to go into the juvenile justice arena? The record there is abysmal. We're putting electronic monitors on kids that are cutting it off every other day. And I know there's not anything that they can do with them because there, there are no incarcerate, incarceral beds available. It's a very limited asset. One in which they don't even utilize half the time. We're babysitting kids through their juvenile years in the hopes that they move on and something happens, divine intervention or something, and they, they're going to change their ways. We should judge the effectiveness of juvenile justice programs two years post-majority. We should look at those repeat offenders in juvenile court two years after they reach majority to find out how many of them have actually moved on to adult prison and then utilize that data in in formulating evidence-based outcomes of the effectiveness of those programs we don't do that we don't have a systematic way of doing that in the state of louisiana we kind of catch as catch can in the hopes that things are going to get better so i agree with with the moves here but it's not enough there needs to be more. This needs to become more transparent. You call juvenile court and you ask them about the status of a case, and they're going to tell you, well, we're not allowed to talk about it. But you had a continued custody hearing on a defendant, and the law says in crimes of violence that we're entitled to have this information. Oh, I'll have to get back to you. And they never do. It's the star chamber. They don't want you to know what's actually happening in that court. There's no advertising of what's going on in that court. Consider the following. If your child was best friends with someone that gets arrested for armed robbery, you think you might want to know that? You think just maybe 
that that would be good information to have while you're rearing your child and doing the right things day in and day out, trying to make a difference, trying to have all of your children remain as productive citizens in society, that maybe we should empower other parents with the information and knowledge that a, that a child has been or a kid has been arrested for armed robbery. Not in this world. That's not what they believe. They, Folks actually don't believe that. Same thing with stuff that happens in school. You're best friends with someone in school. Something goes down in school. A knife is pulled, this, that, or otherwise. Do the other parents have the benefit of understanding what actually happened and why? Especially if your child hangs in that group. With that child, do you think maybe the powers to be would say it's a good idea to empower other parents with this information of what is actually happening? So that maybe you can get a little intrusive and probative and figure out where this is all going with your child. And maybe, just maybe, you have the parenting skills necessary and the time to put into your child to steer them away from some of these happenstances? No. It's not our approach. It's the star chamber. We're not allowed to share that with you. Because we're more offender-centric than we are thinking about victims or potential victims or the impact that they have in a very closed environment, a school campus. A school campus is... Nothing more than a reflection of the community at large, right? The challenges outside defense are the same challenges inside defense. But we don't seem to appreciate that, and we don't want to empower parents to kind of do the right things and affect the change necessary. And they don't find out anything until their kid gets in trouble. And then, guess what? In many cases, it's too late. So this whole system needs to re- needs to be refurbish, redone, and in my mind, it needs to be an if-then. If you do this, then this is what has to happen. You have to earn your right and your privilege to come out from under the juvenile justice program, plain and simple. And the other interesting thing about juvenile judges is that they maintain jurisdiction over kids even after they reach the age of majority. But it can't work in reverse where adult court can't have jurisdiction over there unless other people make decisions about certain things and, and exercise discretion. So going back to what the governor said about balance, he's right, especially in the juvenile arena. The governor's dead on, spot on, when he says that the criminal justice system has lost balance because in the juvenile arena, there's never been balance. And that's not what folks and participants in that system want. They don't want balance. But that needs to happen. And it's why we're losing a lot of kids here. We're not we're not drawing attention to this. The squeaky wheel gets the oil because we don't know anything. We're not allowed to know anything. And even if we change some of the, and, and they, we have changed some of the laws that we have the right to know, there's no vehicle for us to get to find out. Because it's the Star Chamber. Love to hear from you. 
Got to get to a break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.